It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine, and today's special guest, Rainy Howard, is an award-winning author, lifestyle strategist, and relationship expert who helps others evolve through lessons of love, health, and entrepreneurship. With a community of 183,000-plus women that yearn to live a life of purpose, Rainy Howard is the go-to source for transparent insight and practical ideologies that show living beyond your circumstances is possible. In 2015, Rainy Howard and her husband, Patrick, launched Real Love Exists, a movement that advocates for healthy, personal, and interpersonal relationships that inspire singles, couples, and spouses to live an authentic life which considers emotional intelligence, accountability, faith, and love. Real Love Exists e-products and shared life experiences provide healthy ways to practice love as an individual and with others. Rainy Howard is the producer and host of The Rainy Howard Show, a digital series dedicated to bringing connections through inspirational stories and empowering messages that transform lives. She has been featured on Fox alongside her husband of 17 years, offering guiding advice to couples finding it difficult to connect during the pandemic. And in her new lifestyle clothing brand, the Rainy Howard Collection, she has chic fashion-forward pieces aimed to inspire women to feel their most authentic and confident versions of themselves. Well, Rainy is a very accomplished woman, and we're excited to welcome her onto the show. Good morning, Rainy, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. You, you've done so much, Rainy, and um, I, if you do it from the heart, right? Because this is something you truly believe in. Yes, I, I am so just, I feel that it's my purpose. You know, I'm inspired every day to follow my purpose to, and also to encourage others and inspire others as well. Well, that's that's lovely. Um, it's really the only way you can do this kind of work. So what does um, – you talk about in your book, You Are Enough. You talk about unavailable relationships. What does an unavailable relationship look like? Really, an unavailable relationship is when you are connected in a relationship with someone who isn't emotionally there, who is kind of guarded or they have blocks up. They're they're not as open and evolving and growing in an intimate way, but there's an emotional disconnection. And so 
they become unavailable emotionally. And so some of them are, you know, unavailable, you know, physically. They have physical distance and they, you know, only come around when it's convenient and, you know, those type of relationships. And then there are others who are there physically, but emotionally they're not there with you. So what causes us, because many of us, I'm hearing a lot of background noise. Oh, I'm 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 actually um, it's it's raining out here, and I'm moving it up. So if you hear the noise, it'll clear up soon. It's just the okay. rain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, what causes us, and many of us do this, to continue relationships with toxic, abusive, or emotionally available people? Why do so many of us stay? in these relationships that are so unfulfilling? I think a lot of people are afraid of what, what is to come. They're afraid of, you know, the possibility of having a better relationship. They're afraid of being alone. They're afraid of, you know, getting out of the familiar. And even though they're in these toxic relationships, they're familiar with them. And so it brings a level of comfort and, you know, and, and then they settle because they get complacent in that area of their life. And I hear this so often from uh, the people, my clients that I work with, that it's, you know, they say, well, I know I should leave because I work with narcissistic abuse near almost exclusively. And they say, I know I should leave. And I know my spouse, you know, is horrible and I'm being emotionally abused. But I just can't do it because I'm too afraid. So yeah. this is something that you hear a lot, right? Oh, yeah. I hear it all the time. There, there Definitely fear plays a major role in staying in those type of relationships. And it's almost like they become – it's like they're in bondage. They're enslaved to something that, they, that is hurting them. You know, right. and so they talk themselves out of the possibilities of, of moving forward and leaving that situation because it seems so difficult. It seems almost impossible. That is so it, true. Yeah, and it really comes down to um, just a mental belief that that can hold you back mentally. You know, when you're held back, in your mind, that affects your entire life. It impacts every area of your life. So can you hear me better now? I can. Yes, I can. Okay. Thank you. Thank okay, you. great. Thank okay, you. great. So how do we protect ourselves from people who really do not have our best interests at heart or people who are manipulators or toxic. But you know what? Let me back up. Let's just say, what are the signs of being in these kind of relationships, being addicted to toxic love or addicted to emotional pain? What are some of the signs that we would see in ourselves to know that this is what we are experiencing if we cannot see through the situation? Yeah, some of the things you want to look at is how 
how have have it impacted you mentally? Like, do you feel that you're stressed, you're overwhelmed? Do you feel anxiety? Are you dealing with, you know, emotional trauma? You know, so you want to pay attention to yourself. And I often tell people, you know, to get in the habit of checking in with with themselves and and you know, making sure that you're good that you know, this is not impacting you in a sense to where you're losing yourself. So that's one of the things as far as, like, just looking at you personally, looking at how you are being personally impacted in an emotional way. But as far as relationship-wise, some of the things you want to look at, if you're in this kind of relationship, are you constantly trying to, ignore the toxic behavior and focus more on the past of what used to be good or talk yourself out of seeing what things are in reality, you know, looking at that. Um, Also recognize if you have some triggers of fear that could lead you, you know, back into another toxic relationship, you know, because a lot of times people think the answer is just get out of the relationship, but then they end up getting into a rebound relationship that can be even worse. That's true. One of the things uh, that I find beneficial uh, to to tell people is to juxtapose your situation against a, a peaceful environment. So, for instance, uh, many of my clients will say, I just love when he or she goes away or when I go away, all the tension just leaves the house, leaves the room, and I feel like a different person. Well, Mm. that really signals to you what the depth of the stress you are under because sometimes when you are, well, I shouldn't say sometimes, it's often when you are under constant stress, you don't even realize it anymore. It becomes a way of life, you know? Yes, yes. And, and it becomes, it's normalized. And, it's, and, it, it, and you're right, it becomes a part of your nature, your natural emotional feelings. And you begin to feel like that. And then, you, like you said, once they're gone, then you notice the difference. You notice the energy. Um, And I always like to share with people, like, to pay attention to the energy you feel because we all feel it. You know, when someone enters a room, you can feel their presence. You can feel their energy. You know, pay attention to those things because this can even go into toxic relatives and family members when you, you know, engage in family events or holiday, you know, holidays with family you can pick up the uneasy feelings when you're around certain people and you got to kind of like, you got to like build up some type of strength to even be able to handle being in the presence of certain people. That's energy. And I think that um, we should be aware of it and we should understand and know how to um, protect our peace in the midst of those things. Because that, that energy does not have to dominate you. Mm. Do you have any recommendations on things we can do to protect our peace in these situations? 
Yes, yes, definitely. One of the things I like to share is to, um, before you go to the event, before you know you're about to enter a room with someone who is who may have a toxic influence on you, um, begin to um, set a mindset of how you want that experience to be. Think about how you want to feel and what are the feelings you want to have and how you want to prepare yourself mentally and emotionally to not be dominated by that other person's energy. So you may say, you know what, regardless of what they say and what they're or what they do, I'm going to I'm going I'm going to hold on to my power of peace and joy and calm and love and I am not going to allow them to take me out of that space. So you have to, like, make up your mind what you're going to do. And then you want to set some boundaries. You may, you need to know certain people, okay, I can only tolerate spending about an hour with them. You know, after that hour, things get to kicking up. They may have a little too much to drink. It's time for me to go. Or I need to create boundaries and let them know, you know, this is how I'll treat you. I'll treat you with love and respect. This is how I expect to be treated. If I'm not going to get that same treatment, then I will remove myself. So you have to begin to um, set out a plan in advance before you put yourself in those environments and make sure you know your boundaries and you know that, you know, certain people you may not spend as much time with as you may spend with others. (laughs) Don't set yourself up for something you know you're uncomfortable with. Right. There are no have-tos. I tell people, you know, you don't have to be there. You don't have to go. You don't have to stay. You have to. What you have to do is treat yourself well and put yourself first. And um, that takes a while for people to grasp that. So how do our childhood experiences impact our adult relationships? How are they influencing us? They influence us because we we tend to not make peace with them and heal them. And so they keep coming back up <laughs> over and over again. You know, um, childhood trauma, it can stay with you until you, you know, old, older and older and older as long as you hold on to them. I think what's important with childhood trauma is to make peace and to heal them and to begin to allow yourself to evolve from that space. Um, Me, in particular, I experienced trauma in my childhood um, just from uh, my parents. They had a toxic relationship, and so I saw a lot of um, toxic energy, you know, at a young age, very young age, from my dad, who was also uh, struggling with a drug addiction. And so one of the things, you know, there were several things that happened in my childhood, and one incident really stood out to me, and and I carried that. I didn't realize how much I carried that throughout my life until um, I think it was like my third book when I wrote, right after I wrote my book, You Are Enough, it triggered some things. And I, I had to, something that happened when I was like four years old came back up, in my memory, and I had, and I realized how much it impacted. It has still impacted me, even as an adult. 
And so what I needed to do was to make peace with that place and really, like, talk myself through it and say, you were young, it wasn't your fault, you no longer have to blame yourself, you are free to live your life, to enjoy your life. It, it, you know, that incident has made you better. It has given you a burning desire to help others and inspire other people. So I made peace with that situation, and I used it to empower me to not only heal, but to also thrive in in my life as an adult. What we tell ourselves is so important. So important. Yes. Yes. The story we tell <laughs> is so it, important. We write our story with our it words. Is, it's so true. And when we've had childhood trauma, at some point we need to tell our story. We need to get it up. We need to share it. We need to get it out. Yes. But then, yes. but then we don't want to live in that narrative. We, exactly. And if we keep telling our story, we're living in that pain over and over and over again. At some point, we need to stop talking about it and begin to go inward and take care of healing it. Um, because we can get very caught up in our story and telling it over and over to the point where it becomes our identity. Don't you think so, Rainy? Oh, yes. That, I mean, that is so true. It, it really does. It, it becomes our identity and we attach ourselves to it. So it's like, we don't know how to be renewed when we do that. And this is the beauty of letting it go and, like you said, telling your story but not identifying yourself with it, not making it who you are, growing from it, you know, because it, it can hold us back. And then if there are things that we desire and envision and dream for our future, but that old story will keep you in that complacent place of bondage where it's, it's, a, it's a challenge to break free and to move forward. So, yes, I think it's so true that we tell our story and then we grow and we heal from that story and we don't allow that story to identify who we are and to define who we are. Mm. My favorite quote is, never be a prisoner of your past. It was a life lesson, not a life sentence. Mm. Um, I love and, it. Yeah, isn't that great? So. Yeah. You know, and, and in essence, what we're saying is it happened. It is part of who you are. If there were a book that was written, page one was the day you were born, there is a story of your life, but you don't have to live in that story. It doesn't mean you forget about it. It just means that when you think back at it, the same emotions and same pain are not attached to that story and that is the goal right yes yes that is definitely the goal it's the goal of freedom and healing that's what healing is though it's being able to look back at that past story and see grace and see you know healing and love and joy and 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 know that where you are the place you are now you are in such a more empowering place that that you can smile on that story and say, thank you that I am who I am today and 
that story played a part in me becoming the strong, confident person that I am, but is no longer me. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. So, so if we don't heal that part of us, we tend to attract these unfit partners over and over again. Isn't that true? That is so true. And it's so, this is why it's so important to heal because, like you said, when we constantly replay that story, what we're doing is we are reinforcing the the same life that we've always had. <laughs> so if that life was in a relationship with, you know, someone that was toxic and you're constantly talking about how bad they did you, how they did you wrong, how it's hard for you to trust, how you just don't see, you know, any anyone loving you or accepting you, you keep telling that, you keep reinforcing it, and you keep bringing it with you in the future. And so what happens is once you, you know, develop new relationships and connect with, with new partners, you start dating, guess what? That same old energy that you continue to tell and you, you're meeting new people, you're, you're attracting that same energy to you. And you're just putting yourself in that same energy of being hurt. So when you heal, when you really truly heal and allow yourself to heal, I always tell people, you know, after they break up, because a lot of times they want to just look for the next one and they're ready to date, they're ready to get out there. And I say, heal first. Give yourself some time to really heal yourself. Connect with self-love, self-care. Prioritize what matters to you. Make you a priority. And then once you're in a healthy healing space, be open for dating. Because what happens is when you're in that healthy space, you can attract that healthy partner. And that's what you really want. You want the healthy relationship where you can thrive together. Now, what do you say to people who, you know, some people are addicted to pain. Some people are addicted to love. Many people are addicted to drama because if you had a past, that is very dramatic. It feels really strange to have peace in your life. So, do you have oh, do you yeah. have some insight for that? Oh yeah, you know, um, it's 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 basically like you you know, it's addicted to drama. It's another one. You want to pay attention to the drama in your life, it, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship. It could be. The drama at work, the drama of, you know, your, every time you buy something, you have a bad customer service experience and how you blow it up and how, you know, and you keep attracting these experiences in your life and you're not even aware that you're addicted to the drama of it <laughs> and the story behind it and how it becomes you, that dramatic character that's always having issues. I can relate. I've been there. Hey, I'm not, I'm not alone. I've seen this play out in my life where I had to say, wait a minute, is this the dramatic part of me, the drama addiction where, you know, I want to, because one of the things that I, I struggled with in the past was just wanting to be a fixer, wanting to fix everything, wanting to, you know, save the world. And a lot of that led, you know, in the past where I was depleting myself. 
And so I had to learn to let go of trying to fix everything and everybody and focus on me and not being this, you know, person who just needs to be out there doing, 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 (laughs) but learning how to breathe and just be and just, you know, take care of my mind, body, and spirit and prioritize my health and healing above all else. So that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Definitely. Yeah. And so, and so with that, like, you know, like you mentioned before, you can get in a habit of, of constantly, you know, being dramatic or, or wanting to be the fixer or you reinforcing these things and you have to learn to break the cycle and you break the cycle by first being aware of it, knowing what you're doing, really pointing it out and paying attention to your life. And then you break the cycle by aligning yourself with what you really desire. If, if what you really desire is a more peaceful life, a more calm life, uh, a more thriving life where you're dominant, you're more in the place of empowerment where you don't feel like a victim and that everything is just happening to you, then you got to break that. You got to break what you've been doing by aligning yourself and, and and allowing yourself to receive better for your life. Oh, that is the key. That is so true. And it's, this is a scary thing because I also was addicted to drama. I mean, years ago, um, I left a boyfriend who was just no good for me, you know, and I finally had enough and kicked him out. And I started dating really nice guys. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't like it. It was like oh. not, you know what I'm saying? I didn't like it. I know. They were too yeah. nice. And so I went back to that boyfriend and I repeated that pattern several times, actually. So it's scary to think of a life with somebody that doesn't bring drama yes. to you yes. because when, you think you're, you're going to be it. bored. You're going to think you're going to be bored but that's not true because if you because just because somebody's not bringing drama into your life doesn't mean they're not interesting fascinating fun to be with there are so many other aspects of someone that can replace the drama but we just have to allow ourselves to to experience that um yeah what are some of the positive attributes that we may have that causes us to attract toxic people? And when I say that, people say, but I'm so nice and I'm so understanding mm-hmm. and I'm so mm-hmm. giving. How could they do this to me? Why are these positive attributes causing us to attract toxic people? Oh, yeah. You know what? Because we... Well, first of all, toxic people can pick up that energy of you wanting to please them. A lot of a lot of it stems from people pleasing and wanting to be liked and wanting people to be happy with you and to like you and to, you know, treat you kind. So you want that so much that you're willing to overgive and overdo it and over deplete yourself and so toxic people love that you know people who feel that they can you know get over manipulate and use oh they love a person who's willing to give their all and so 
they'll thrive on that. And, and what happens is you being, you know, overly nice and overly compensating, you're left feeling even more depleted, even more used, even more, you know, mistreated. Um, and so really we got to learn how to – a big part of it is self-worth and knowing your self-worth, knowing you're, you deserving good treatment and good love and you deserving of, you know, someone who will give to you as well. A lot of us don't really feel comfortable receiving like we should. And I love that you shared the example of, you know, just being in a relationship and not liking all of the nice treatment because that is so, so many people go through that. And I actually can remember years ago when I was dating, going through that, where I was so used to a certain toxic relationship. When I met my husband, he was just so nice, so sweet, just opening the door for me. And it felt so weird. It felt like weird in the beginning, like, oh, why are you doing this? Stop, you know? And and I think it's because the energy feels so different. But And, and another thing I, I like to tell people, when you're used to those toxic relationships, real love can feel very foreign and very uneasy because it's not what you're used to. So you have to understand and, and align yourself with the place of being treated with quality. And you can do that by first treating yourself that way through self-care and self-love and, and really nurturing your mind, body, and spirit and prioritizing your time and your rest and your health. When you do that, you align yourself to receive better. And that's how you, that energy doesn't feel so different, you know, after being in those toxic relationships. That's, yeah, absolutely. Everything you say is just so right on. Sometimes when people don't grasp that, sometimes I say, okay, so picture the life that you wish you could have and yes. project outward. Where, what is it? What are your goals? Do you want a nice spouse? Do you want children? You know, do you want to live a comfortable financial life? Measure everything you do from this point over, this point on, against that goal. Is this going to bring me to that goal? And everything should be looked at in terms of that. Because sometimes it's very hard to see that you can have what you really want to have because you've never had it before. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but you're right. It is all about treating yourself well. Mm. So how do we know if what we're seeking in love or even in friendship is that we truly want this love and affection or that we're looking for somebody to validate who we are? Hmm. I think a, a good sign that can, um, that you can look at is, are you feeling so unhappy and so lonely and so stressed, you know, that you really feel the need of a relationship? Because when you're in that needy space, 
then you can you, you you know that you're seeking more validation. You're seeking more. I'm enough, or or tell me that I'm enough. Show me, show me that you know when you're coming from a place of lack, you can kind of tell that that relationship is that is giving you that validation you're seeking. Are you filling that void with? Um, but when you're coming from a place and you you just want love, it's more of a healthy space where you are kind of, you You feel more like, oh, it would be great if, if it happens, but I'm doing great right now, where you don't feel a need. You're not in a desperate place. You're just allowing, and you're in a more place of peace, and it's just because you're radiating so much love and so much joy and so much self-care, you, you invite new love, but you're also so good with the love you have now. So that's knowing coming from a place of scarcity versus a place of abundance. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty. Yes. No, keep going. I, I just had a comment. That's so true. Keep going. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so I think people should, you know, Ask that question, like, what, what is the foundation of this relationship? Why am I in this relationship? Even if it's a friendship, I know there were times where I had friends, and, and I had a particular friendship where I knew this wasn't a healthy friendship because the person, all they wanted to do was gossip and talk about other people, and it really wasn't a healthy friendship. And as I continue to evolve, I felt more and more uncomfortable in this relationship but I couldn't let this relationship, I didn't want to, like, let the relationship go. And I realized, like, oh, this person is reinforcing my own insecurities and reinforcing the fact that I'm seeking validation and, you know, our, our drama, addic- there, there goes that addiction to drama again. I'm addicted to drama, so this is why I'm holding on to this relationship but it's really not a healthy relationship, and I don't feel good, you know, when we're engaging in conversation and this person is always talking about other people in a bad way. So, you know, evaluate your relationships. Where is it coming from? Is it is it a need for validation because you're feeling that addiction to drama and you just want that person to, you know, validate and confirm that you're not the only one and, you, you're you not the only one insecure and, you know, judging others or whatever. Um, I think it's so important that we um, check in with ourselves and our relationships as a whole. Mm. So, so true. So important. So important. So even if we feel good about ourselves, what's wrong with wanting to fix people? I think the thing with trying to fix people is that we got to understand that we can't control people. We can't change people. We can only inspire. (laughs) People are going to do what they're going to do. And being a person who loves helping people, you can be trying and trying and trying and trying so hard to help someone and to inspire, change someone, And that person is going to do what they're going to do. So there's really no 
real fixing. You can't really fix somebody. You can inspire them. You can encourage them, you know, but they got to make the decisions. They have to do the work. We can never do the inner work for another person. We can never, you know, walk their path for them, you know. We can inspire them to walk their path in a certain way, but that's as, that's as far as we can go. And so what happens is if you get to getting caught up in trying to fix and fix and be a fixer, that's where anxiety comes in. That's where stress comes in and overwhelm. And then you take yourself from being the high priority to put in others to being your priority. Yes. I think it's about holding on to expectations. You know, when mm-hmm. for for those of us like you and me and others who work with people to help them overcome, you know, the issues that are bothering them, we cannot be attached to the outcome. Um, yes. We can help the person, and then we allow that person to do whatever they want to do to make those changes. But if we're atta- attached to the outcome, we're going to be very frustrated because we can't oh. predict the outcome, right? Right, Rainy? That is so true. I'm glad you said that because you know what? That applies for every area of our life. We cannot predict the outcome, and we should not be so overwhelmingly controlling when it comes to the outcome, but just do the work, do what we are led to do and inspired to do, and allow the outcome, you know, to be what so it good. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a misconception in Gosh, I know I had this one. <laughs> um, that if you love me enough, you will change. If you love me enough, you'll give up drugs. If you love me enough, you'll give up alcohol. If you love me enough, you won't cheat on me. This is such a misconception, isn't it? Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I do. I, I used to think that way, too. <laughs> that, yeah. It makes me laugh because it is so true, and it's something that we tell ourselves, and, you know, but you can't do that. You can't, you know, base it off of love and the other person doing something. There are so many other factors to it. And what I've learned is that, You can't take it personally what people do, even when they do things that hurt you. It really has nothing to do with you and more to do with what's going on with them. And a lot of times people make those decisions to cheat and to, you know, use drugs and do different things that are abusive to themselves. They do that because of their own insecurities, because of their own fears, because of their own pain. And it has nothing to do with their love for another person. So I think it's so important that we take ourselves out of that and allow them to be who they are and to understand that you can't personalize another person's decision and think it's because of you. That's why I tell women all the time, even if that person, even if that man cheated on you or whatever, that them cheating on you has nothing to do with who you are and your value. It doesn't minimize you. It doesn't take away from you. And even you being in a relationship with them does not 
add value or take away value from you. You are you alone, and let them be them alone and let their actions speak for who they are and their decision and not yours. Right on. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so important. It's so important. Some people have a habit of of picking people because they're projects, you know. They they're like, Oh, well well this girl or this guy, they have so much potential and I'm just going mm. to ho- I'm gonna hone that potential and help them become who they really should be or who I want them to be. That's just never a good idea. Never a good idea, is it? No, 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 no. That's not. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is another. Everybody, I had this discussion on uh, social media just talking about this and how, you know, people are looking at the potential. And that really can be a form of control and manipulation to look at another person as a project and think that you can change them and sculpt them into, you know, what you want them to be because they have all this potential that you see in them. It's really not about the vision you see in them, but allowing them to unfold in the vision that's for their self (laughs) (laughs) and letting them be, not trying to, you know, manipulate in any way by just, oh, they have so much potential. I can see this. And, and a lot of times they start these relationships based off of this fairy tale vision that they created and the other person have no idea that this is supposed to be that vision and that the relationship is supposed to be this way. Um, I always tell people, take people for who they are, you know. Um, I love the quote by Maya Angelou, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time, (laughs) you know, believe them. Don't try to force them into something different. So important. It is so important. It is so important. And when we... What we don't realize is when we try to fix people, we actually deprive them of the opportunity to be able to grow and change on their own. We can't do for others. And this really even goes down to, you know, back to our children. When we try to fix everything in their lives, we deprive them of the opportunity to grow and learn from life, develop coping skills, develop the the boundaries that they need for life. We can't shield people from themselves. Yes. Yes. That is so good. I mean, I have two teenagers, so I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Let them be, let them evolve. Let them, I think about how I wanted my daughter to be on the dance team and the cheer team. And she said, no, I want to play volleyball. I want to run track. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I have to accept where she is, what she desires, and let her vision come to life and and talk to her and say, so what do you think? What do you want to do? What do you want to be? And let them be. Let them blossom into who they are. They know more about who they are than we do. And you got to just trust that process. It's so true. My children are adults, and... I've watched this process unfold and I've seen the, you know, the end result, who they become and who Mm. they become is nothing I could have ever predicted. And yet it is so, so amazing. So if I, if I had tried to drive that 
to what I thought was best for them, they would not be who they are. And they're both living amazing lives. So, and it's hard to not be that helicopter parent, to not want to protect your child. And it's not like you want to have them, you know, feel all the hard knocks of life. No, just little things, little things help them work through it, right? Exactly, exactly. Definitely. I think, you know, as parents, um, we we want to direct them, we want to encourage them, inspire them. And, and, you know, one of the things I do is, just like I share advice with other people, we have our um, Sunday family time where we get together and we share a message of inspiration and and, and, you know, advice, and we talk about our goals for the week and what we want to do. And I love it because I get to hear from them. I get to let them share their advice because I'm learning from them as well. You know, I think it's important that we, we you know, as parents, we direct them and we give them advice, but we also take advice and we let them express and we let them share and let children, let them evolve into their truth of who they are as individuals. Yes, so important. I love that, what you do. I think that's such great advice. We should all do that with yeah. our families. Mm. Yeah, so I love met, it. You, yeah, it, it's, it's incredible. So you mentioned before this fairy tale, you know, image that we have of love. Mm-hmm. How do we break away from the image of the fairy tale love and recognize true love because they look very different, don't they? Yes, they do. You know, the fairy tale image is like this person just catering to you nonstop, giving you all this love, affection, attention, holding you at the center of their mind all day long and constantly, you know, doing all these romantic, you know, Particular <laughs> events for you and dates and all of this and gifts and really real life is not that you know real life I think the real life of real love is two people who are lovingly committed to wanting to grow together and wanting to evolve together and and both of these people have their dreams and their visions and their life and their goals and they support each other in those things and you know they have time to their self they have their me time and then they get back together and have dates and you know and grow and become evolve into new people each and every day (laughs) and they constantly growing and learning new things about each other and they have some you know disagreements at times and they have some times where they don't see eye to eye but they know how to communicate and they know how to come back because they're committed in this love for each other and they're making the decision to continue to grow in that love that's the difference to me. It's it's it's, it's real realistic. <laughs> it's a healthy love. It is a healthy love, and growth is so important. So, people who are in relationships, say with people who have personality disorders such as narcissism, what they'll notice is that 
they're relate, they could be married to this person for 25 years. And what they'll notice is there's been no growth in that relationship. It's exactly, mm-hmm. it's basically sp- every day spinning wheels and surviving. And when, um, and when we have this fairy tale image of love, we become very susceptible to predators who know how to play on that and prey on that. Uh, who mm-hmm. want to show you that and at first and where you mm-hmm. get the love bombing, the love bombing and the honeymoon right. stage and all the things where you are like swept up in a whirlwind and you can't even think straight. To me, yes. that's a very dangerous place to be because when you, you cannot, when you can't think straight, you're so in love that you can't think straight. Yeah. You can make some very serious errors at that time yeah you know a lot of those narcissist relationships they start off really 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 strong where they 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 become dominating in your time and your attention they're constantly wanting to call and talk to you and see you they're they're giving you all these gifts all this attention they want to kind of isolate you too in a sense where they just consume your time and attention so that you're only thinking about them and you're constant every day it's a new surprise, it's a new this, a new that, and they get you all built up until they build you up so much where they feel that they can now they can just do whatever. You know. And I think it's so important and I always tell people, take your time. You don't don't allow someone to isolate so and consume so much of your time when you just need a person. They shouldn't take up your every move, your every moment, you know, and be so consuming of your life. Um, that right there is a red flag <laughs> in the very beginning. You want to look out for that. Yeah, it's a huge red flag. And the other red flag is people who want to rush you into a relationship. If somebody is telling you on the first date or you know, four dates in that they are madly in love with you. Whoa. (laughs) Big red flag. Big red flag. Uh, Anybody that wants to force you to move faster. I find that so many of my clients married very quickly, this person. Uh, They were rushed into it. And and some some say to me that on their wedding day, they were like, what am I doing? They didn't even realize it was such a whirlwind that they're wow. marrying somebody before they even really, it's like, should I really do this? But you're already there. Yeah. The guests are waiting and yeah. you're in your gown and, you know, you go forward with it. Uh, so, yeah, anybody that wants to rush you. And I think that it's important initially when you're dating somebody to date on neutral territory, which means don't go to your house don't go to their house because if you do that intimacy mm-hmm. is going to follow and if you're intimate too soon you're the lines between who that person the boundaries yeah can get very blurred right yes oh yeah it's it's really i always tell people lust grows fast lust is like at first sight it happens quick lust lust it's very quick Love 
it grows gradually. Love starts with, it's like a seed, like a plant. You allow it to grow. You, you, you know, and, and I always tell people to start with the friendship. Develop a good friendship. That is really a major foundation to a healthy marriage, to be friends first. And like you say, anyone who's rushing you into something fast, they want to be intimate, they want all of that, they are trying to break into your emotional boundaries. They're breaking into all of those boundaries you have to open you up, to be, to just be so open that you really don't know what you're doing or how you're feeling or what's right or what's wrong because your emotions are all over the place and, and your boundaries have been broken so fast and so quick. And, yeah, hold on to those boundaries. Take your time. Don't allow yourself to rush anything in any relationship. Mm, so true. If, if, you're, if somebody is sucking you in, you better it, – It's that's not a good sign. That's not yes. a good sign. And um, the last the last thing I wanted to bring up is, uh, and you talk about this in the in the end of your book, you are enough about we have to stop comparing ourselves to others. This is so important that we do this that we understand who we are as unique individuals, with our quirks, with our with the good things about us, with the bad things about us, with our habits all of that, that we embrace who we are and stop comparing us to other people. And this is where social media becomes a huge problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, this is big because it can really impact your, your um, self-image. Your, you know, to, you start feeling like your life is what you do is not enough, you're not enough, you're not skinny enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not rich enough, you don't have enough followers, you don't have enough likes, whatever. Um, really don't compare yourself. You, you stay in a healthy space when you stay in your own lane. Know that you have a certain vision. Don't get mixed up in the glamour and what you see other people do, even when you or maybe feeling like, wow, they're inspiring you, don't get wrapped up in another person's life. You know, wrap yourself up in your life. Um, focus on journaling your, the things that you appreciate each day and what you're grateful for in your life right now. Um, get so become so in love with your own life and find ways to do that. Like you got to really be intentional about it because if you're not intentional, you'll easily get sucked into that trap of comparison and competing and, you know, just the discontentment of feelings that come along with all of that. Um, it's so important that you be intentional about staying focused and grateful for your life. So true. Rainey, it's so great talking to you. And what you have to say is, uh, is important for all of us to hear, and especially those who tune into my show and probably those who tune into yours because they're tuning in because all the things that we've talked about are things that have caused issues for them. And fixing these things, changing these things is so simple. But 
you can't change them until you understand what you're doing and what is not working in your life. So you are, what you say is so valuable, Rainy. Uh, tell us about uh, your website and your uh, podcast that you do. Yeah, so my website, uh, you can read, learn more about my books and courses and things at realloveexists.com. Um, and my show, I have a show, The Rainy Howard Show. We air live on Facebook Mondays and Fridays at 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. And we're also on YouTube um, and on um, all of the podcasts platforms. Uh, the Rainy Howard Show is all about inspiring our listeners and viewers to evolve in their lives through relationship topics. We talk about um, evolving our mindsets to grow um, financially, healthy, um, spiritually, emotionally. So we tap on a number of topics and uh yeah, it's such a joy to do it and to have the video format as well as the audio with the podcast. Mm, sounds wonderful. Um, and Rainy Thank Howard, R A, like Rain, R A I N I E H O W A R D, Rainy Howard. Okay, Rainy, I'm sorry. I have to say goodbye to you. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, um, yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed this, this whole conversation. <laughs> it was so great. Thank you Good. for having me. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Okay. Take care. Have a great day. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.